Could Taiwan's last South American ally be in jeopardy? Paraguay and Taiwan have had diplomatic ties for over 65 years, but concerns of a split are growing as Paraguay prepares to hold a presidential election. Leading the polls is opposition candidate Efrain Alegre, who plans to switch allegiance to Beijing. Taiwan's foreign ministry says China is courting all the contenders of the election, which will be held at the end of April. But the foreign ministry says it has friendly relations with Paraguay's ruling and opposition parties. It says that no matter who is elected, Taiwan will continue to work with Paraguay based on their shared values of freedom and democracy. The PLA has finished three days of combat drills around Taiwan, even sealing off the island at one point. On Monday, the last day of the exercise, Taiwan detected a record breaking of 91 Chinese warplanes in the surrounding area. China's display comes on the heels of President Tsai Ing-wen's recent visit to the U.S. President Tsai didn't mince words slamming China for destabilizing the region. Taiwan's lawmakers also united to denounce China's aggressive moves. 以小俊田设计师向总统陈正这次的获奖专辑 This morning, President Tsai Ing-wen received Taiwanese designers Xiao Qingyang and Xiao Jun-tian, who won a Grammy for Best Recording Package this February. The night before, around 6 p.m., the PLA announced the end of its three-day military exercise around Taiwan. In a late-night Facebook post, Tsai criticized China for destabilizing Taiwan and the region. This is not the responsible attitude of a major country in the region, she wrote. The legislative yuan issued a bipartisan joint statement on China's military drills. A visiting delegation from Canada's parliament also voiced its support for Taiwan. On behalf of the people of our country, we express a solemn protest against China's military exercises. We call on the international community to jointly condemn China's barbaric actions. As Taiwan faces this time of peril, of increasing tensions, we anticipate that Canada will be there with you. Taiwan had kept a close eye on the PLA's latest movements. On the third day of the drills, the Defense Ministry detected a record-breaking 91 warplanes near Taiwan. 54 of them crossed the median line and entered Taiwan's southwestern or southeastern airspace. The PLA also sent 12 warships. The Defense Ministry said that although the drills were over, it would not relax its efforts to strengthen its combat readiness as it continued to monitor the Taiwan Strait and its surroundings. The health ministry is stepping up its game to combat drug shortages by launching a new online reporting center. This user-friendly website lets pharmacies and hospitals quickly notify the government about any unavailable drugs from traditional Chinese medicine ingredients to rare disease medications. The government will then investigate these shortages and take action to address them. When a shortage is reported, we'll conduct an assessment. After we complete an assessment, sometimes users report a shortage because they can't order a product, but that doesn't necessarily mean there's a shortage. Once there's a situation in which a drug can't be supplied, we will judge whether a substitute drug is available. Regarding these old drugs, there are more than 10 drugs with the same ingredients that can be supplied, so they won't be classified as being in short supply, and they won't require actions like price adjustments or special import or manufacture. 
The reporting portal for traditional Chinese medicine is still under construction, but all the other portals are up and running. The website will be updated every two weeks with the latest news on drug shortages. As of right now, there are over 100 drugs in short supply, including antibiotics, stool softeners, and gastric medications. Turning now to the ongoing drought. Taiwan's premier and economics minister headed south on Tuesday to inspect a well digging operation at Gaoping River. 54 wells were planned originally, but with the water crisis worsening, the government is adding an extra 10. In addition, a desalination plant is set to start pumping water by the end of April. Officials hope that these steps will keep the taps flowing until the plum rains arrive. But securing new water sources won't be enough. Conservation is key. The Taiwan Water Company has already imposed rationing on major users, but up to 40 percent haven't met the reduction targets. Kaohsiung Mayor Chen Ji Mai says that rules may be tightened for top water consumers if they don't make progress on conservation. Taiwan has launched an optional workshop to prepare scooter drivers for real-life traffic situations. As it stands, no road tests are needed for a scooter license, so many drivers hit the streets without experience. With scooters in a staggering 90% of accidents and 63% of traffic fatalities, the new workshop aims to boost road safety for everyone. Even for people with a scooter license, driving in real traffic can be daunting. The Directorate General of Highways has launched a road skills workshop to remedy just that. The workshop is open to anyone with a scooter license. After a vehicle inspection and a warm-up in a circuit, these participants are ready to hit the road. They reach an intersection that requires a two-stage left turn. All mistakes are captured on film. The instructor speaks to the riders via a Bluetooth headset, providing guidance in real time. If you don't understand the tools you have, how are you going to use them properly? That causes accidents. So that's why we teach students about the mechanical structure of their vehicle. That's why this is included in the workshop. The workshop lasts three hours, two of which are spent on the road led by an instructor. The three-kilometer route incorporates 10 key lessons, including two-stage left turns and lane changes. A total of 14 driving schools across Taiwan will offer this road skills workshop. Upon getting their licenses, some students may still be unacquainted with real-world road conditions. That ever-changing environment becomes the place where they get familiar with real traffic, resulting in injuries. The government is striving to improve that situation. Scooter driving classes can produce results, but this road skills workshop can also be helpful. Last year, 3,083 people died in road accidents. 63% of them were scooter drivers. The transport ministry will not make the road skills workshop mandatory. Instead, it will offer subsidies of 1,200 NT to encourage students to sign up. I got my scooter license, but I didn't learn some of the essentials of driving. Three hours spent in a workshop is not long compared to the grand scheme of one's life. We are incorporating real traffic situations into the lesson. We are planning to introduce road tests in the future. The transport ministry plans to hold road tests to increase driver safety and reduce the number of accidents. The winners of the 18th International Exhibition for Young Inventors have been unveiled. 
Taiwan's team competed alongside 170 exhibitors from nine countries around the world, bringing home 15 gold medals. FTV reporter Stephanie Yang met some of the winners to learn more about their inventions. At first glance, you might think this is a fancy suitcase, but this is actually a smart escalator handrail disinfector created by two high school students from the Xinzhu County American School. Sophia and this is our model, so we can place our model here. Sophia Chu and Austin Chu are the masterminds behind the invention. The disinfector is equipped with four 360-degree wheels so that it resembles a suitcase. The suitcase can be attached to elevators to disinfect the rails. The handrail disinfector is equipped with a UVC light, two vaporizers, two fans, and a disinfectant refill system that will automatically clean the escalator handrails. The disinfectant is able to eliminate 99.9% of bacteria from the handrails. Transitional ways of um, cleaning the escalator handrails is not that effective, so we designed this, like we add UVC lights and anonymizer to make it more perfect. I want to use our de like designed to decrease like manu manual cleaning to like decrease the supply cost and um, yeah, don't need more a lot of maintenance. The duo spent around four months building, testing, and perfecting the device. And people is using the escalator handles, it, it won't be wet. So, yeah, so we add fans to prevent to avoid that problem. We use like uh, two to three months to finish this uh, product and we spend like half month to like um, adjust it and make it like better and not having bugs. There's also this invention, the Elder Safe Care System. The system can detect when someone falls. It will trigger an alert and send a message to family members through the messaging app line. This is an invention by Zhen Yanjun and Ling Xuanyou. Our project addresses the problem of older adults falling. Through internet research, we found that falling is a major cause of death in older adults. We used AI visual recognition, a popular new technology to solve this problem. To build this program, we mainly used resources on the internet. Most of it was relatively new, so we needed some time to translate it and understand it. We've only recently started to get into programming. When our invention detects that an older adult has fallen, it sends a text message through line to notify the family, so that the family can know about the accident sooner. For younger children learning how to ride a bike, this invention offers a helping hand. Yangming Junior High School student Oh Chen Rei invented this bicycle learning assisting system. Using a controller, adults can control the direction and riding speed of the bicycle to decrease the risk of accidents. Because I have a cousin that is very small, so she, uh, she needs to ride a bicycle. She need to how to she need to learn to ride bicycle, but she always ride too fast and could not control the direction. So I wanted to invent this invention to help her. 
From the imagine to the real life, I tried for one year. That's a long time. And for the difficulty is that you need to you need to use two motors to control the control the direction in the original design. But I learned about um, electromagnetism to. That's one input turn into two in two outputs, so can control the left and the right of the bicycle's direction. The international exhibition for young inventors was established in 2003 to showcase inventions by children 6 to 19 years old. Competition categories include technology for special needs, green technology, education, and recreation, foods and agriculture, health and safety, and disaster response and prevention. The Taiwanese team competed with 170 exhibitors from nine countries around the world, bringing home 15 gold medals. Taiwanese youths are taking off and excelling internationally in science and technology. We won a lot of gold medals in this year's International Exhibition for Young Inventors. Out of a total of 37 gold medals awarded, we won 15 gold medals. It is evident that our Taiwanese teenagers are very creative and imaginative. The Ministry of Education says it hopes to hold the annual International Exhibition for Young Inventors in Taiwan in 2024. FTV reporter Stephanie Yang and Huang Guokai in Taipei. As we step into spring, it's time to put away your winter clothes and reach once more for summer outfits. But you may be wondering how to care for your winter wardrobe while it sits in the closet. Well, housekeeping expert Yang Xianying is here with a master class. She says the key is learning how to clean your winter clothes to prepare for their summer hibernation. It's time to say goodbye to your winter wardrobe, but it pays to pay attention the last time you clean your clothes before packing them away. This spot is very hard to brush, and if you brush it too long, it will actually damage it. So I put the liquid straight on like this, which means it has a better cleaning effect. A down jacket is spread out flat. First, Yang applies liquid to the key spots on the collar and cuffs. White garments go yellow easily, and stains need a special dab of cleaner. If you want to wash a down jacket or a plush toy, wrap it in a towel. That will protect the stuffing and weight the item down, so it doesn't float to the top of the water. Meanwhile, items with sequins should be turned inside out before going in the washing machine. Your choice of washing machine liquid is important, too. Take special care over the ingredients if you're washing clothes for children, older people, or those with sensitive skin. Look for detergents with natural ingredients and fewer additives like optical brighteners. My daughter, for example, gets an allergic reaction to freshly washed clothes if I use a different detergent, if it's not so good. So I always choose products with more natural ingredients that are suitable for sensitive skin, such as hops or citrus. And that goes all the more for clothes that you wear often. Spending some time finding the liquid that suits your family can help ease the transition back into last season's wardrobe. Penghu welcomed the resort's World One cruise ship on Tuesday. The ship was packed with 1,300 passengers who embarked from Kaohsiung the day before. Resorts World One is scheduled to visit Penghu more than 30 times this year, bringing a total of 60,000 passengers. County officials are gearing up for a tourism boom. 
Penghu welcomes a cruise ship to Magong Harbor. Taiwan's outlying islands are officially open as an international cruise destination. So County officials were at the port to welcome the 1,300 passengers, who mostly hailed from Hong Kong, Macau, and Taiwan. A Hong Kong journalist was also on board. It's an outlying island, so many people haven't been here before. We have about half a day. Let's see what fun places we can go to. The resort's World One cruise ship operates a double home port route between Kaohsiung and Hong Kong, with some itineraries stopping at Penghu. With more than 30 cruises scheduled to dock in Penghu this year, county officials expect a surge in tourists. Fully booked, it carries about 2,500 people. On average, the ship brings 1,800 to 2,000 passengers, so 37 port of calls here would bring about 60,000 people to Penghu. Most travelers are from Southeast Asia, Hong Kong, and Macau. They bring a big boost to local tourism. When the ship departed Kaohsiung on Monday, the city government staged a drone show in the sky to wish passengers a smooth voyage to Penghu. With a fireworks festival coming up and cruise ships coming in, Penghu is poised to become a tourism hotspot. Lots of us take a little flutter on the lottery from time to time. Have you ever wondered what profit the lottery makes and where the money goes? Taiwan Lottery recently reported exceptional profits from February of more than 2 billion NT. If it were a listed company, it would be the 12th most profitable business in the country. But it's a charity, and as we'll find out, it funds many of Taiwan's essential government services. Lots of people like to pop down to a lottery store to try their luck. But it's hard to imagine how the cash we hand over for a spin on the lottery can add up to such gigantic profits. This announcement on the Taiwan Lottery app claims it made 2.42 billion NT in February alone. It's ignited fierce debate online. It's staggering, more than 2 billion NT. All the sales are on them. It's a bit absurd. They must give it back to society, right? It comes from society and it should be used for society. I think they need to pay something back. Of course, I'd like them to increase the winning rate. Many passers-by said it was unbelievable. But this lottery store owner says the lottery doesn't make such a high sum every single month. The figures for February are so impressive because of Lunar New Year. In the peak season, we can earn 200 or 300,000 NT. That's only at Lunar New Year. In the off-season, we don't earn so much, just 50 or 60,000 NT. But the lottery is a charity, in fat months and lean. Half of the Taiwan lottery profits are given to local governments. Another 45% goes to the National Pension Fund. The remaining 5% is given to the National Health Insurance Fund. All those tiny flutters taken day in, day out, add up to form the biggest charitable benefactor in Taiwan.